Well, good evening, church. Man, I'm glad you've tuned in for the Wednesday night broadcast tonight. I hope you're comfortable there in your house and you got your drink and you're all ready to sit here and watch me because it's just me tonight. We still have got people out that are on our praise and worship team that are either sick or have been quarantined and also on our, our uh, well, really a lot of people that are out. But nobody, everybody's doing great. Everybody's just going through it, getting healed up, doing good. Praise God for that. But you got me tonight, so I want to encourage you some tonight, and I want to pray, and then I want to just get into some things with you and and just try to encourage you. So here we go. Let's pray. Father, I just declare right now tonight in Jesus' mighty name that, Lord, we come before you, and we just humble ourselves before you, Lord God, and we seek your face tonight. Lord, we want to hear your words to us. We want to see the word of God alive and just flowing into the hearts and lives of all of us, Lord. And I just declare that people that are out out watching the broadcast tonight, that they hear the word of God, that the word of God becomes so alive to them, Lord, that Lord, no matter what I'm preaching, they're going to hear what they need to hear tonight. Those that are discouraged will be encouraged. Those that are in fear will get in faith. And Lord, that we will incite the people to faith tonight. We will incite the people to faith tonight. And so, Lord, I praise you for it. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for ministering all around this world, reaching out and touching everybody through this broadcast. And, Lord, I praise you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, praise God, I pray that you read your Bible this week or you've at least gone through some of the chapters. You remember we're in, in, in the uh, Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, is six through 11. And uh, I was just looking at it today, and I just want to encourage you here. Do you realize all the wealth of information here? You've got the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6. You've got don't worry. Then you've got the narrow way in chapter 7. Chapter 8, you could be, if you could realize that reading your Bible is taking the living word and then getting it down into your soul, into your spirit, that you could be sick and reading along and see the story of in Matthew chapter 8 of the leper, and, and, and if you've ever been questioning, Lord, do you, or do you want to do, do you, you heal today? Do you want to heal me? He says right here, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus said, I'm willing. That word can leap off of your Bible, leap right out of that into your spirit and change your life. Church, I'm telling you, we've got to be reading the word of God. I want to encourage you. If, you, if you've missed a chapter this week, well, get on it. Encourage your friends, encourage your children, encourage everybody. We're going to read through the New Testament this year all together, five chapters a week. Your chapters are 6 through 11 this week. And I'm telling you, it's going to change your life. I guarantee it's going to change your life. And so keep doing it. Those of you that have, way to go. Those of you that hadn't gotten into it yet, come on, man, you can do it. I promise you, it will be a blessing to you. Now, (laughs) as I come to you tonight, Oh, and by the way, before I forget it, I forgot this last week, we will be back Sunday having full church. Uh, everybody is either out, is out of quarantine now, so there shouldn't be any issues. We'll be here Sunday uh, with bells on, so come on. We're going to have a great time. So uh, what a day today is, all right? Um, they've impeached the president for a second time, the House has. It's going to go to the Senate, but we know that they're going to wait till it's all over with. They're going to, you know, they're they're talking talk of uh, even after uh, January 20th, they may bring this up and do it or whatever. We don't know what's going to happen. 
But we see something. We see people right now that are in so total fear of President Trump that they, ha- they feel that they've got to do something, that they've got to slam it. They have totally and completely turned everything around and made him the villain in here when he wasn't the villain. He didn't do it, folks. I mean, I'm just telling you, you got to go look at this. There's no way he incited a riot. We've got people right now in America who are discouraged, who are in despair, who are mad because the way things are going. And it just seems to be like Congress refuses to look at this. They've made up lies. And I tell you, tonight, you really need to pray for President Trump and his family. You know, it's not right what they're doing to the president. He is the president of the United States of America. He's done more good than people can even imagine because it was never out there. It never got to the television. It never got on a news broadcast. This president has done more for America than any president for a long time ever has. And they have treated him horribly simply because he doesn't agree with their plans, their policies, the things that they want to do. He's tried to, he went in saying he's going to drain the swamp and the swamp did not want to be drained. And so now we see all of this going on. But this afternoon, um, I was, I, I was taking a nap and I got to where now taking a nap, man, I get the Holy Ghost speaks to me. It's like, I look forward to it. And when I woke up from my nap, I heard these words. These are the times that try men's souls. And I thought, what is, and I know it wasn't in the Bible. And I thought, where'd that come from? And I'll get into that in a minute. But these are times that try our souls. In other words, we're all frustrated. We all want to see something happen. Do you realize that in the United States right now, in the history of this country, that under Nancy Pelosi's rule, she has got more impeachments than took place in all the history of the American country and the United States of America. It's ridiculous. They want to stop our voice. They're going all over the place trying to stop our voice. We don't know from one broadcast to the next how long we're going to still be on the air because they want to stop our broadcast. They want to stop the conservative voice from going out into the world and saying anything. They want to stop us. They stopped the church through COVID. They put it down. They stuck a mask on everybody's face. They told everybody to be quiet. They shut the church down around the world, and now they want to shut the church down here in America, stop any format, stop anything going on of us being able to preach the gospel. Why would they want to do that? I mean, think about that for a minute. Why would they want to do that? Well, I'll tell you why. Because they want to bring in their own religion. You heard me say it. They want to bring in their own religion. It's, it's a religion. You might as well look at it like that. It's their own religion under their own set of circumstances and situations the way they want to do it. And so the best way to get their religion going is to stop our voice from being out to the people. But you've got to understand something. You cannot stop the voice of Christianity. No matter what, you will not stop the voice of Christianity. We're going, to bro- we're going to preach. We're going to tell people, I, 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 I don't, I'm telling you, God is going to do something. I know you want, to, you want me to tell you what he's going to do, but he's not giving me the understanding of to know exactly what it's going to look like. But I know it's God and I know it's good and I know it's going to be amazing. And I know people are going to get saved. I know people are going to get healed. I know people are going to get blessed. I know people that we're going to populate heaven and we're going to plunder hell and we're going to see all kinds of great things go on. 
How that all forms up and shapes, I can't really tell you. Who's going to be the president? I, I don't know. I can't really tell you. But I do know this. We're in a time right now that are times that tries men's souls. So I began to look this up. And it came from Thomas Paine back in December 19th of 1776. He was giving, uh, writing a, a, a little short booklets to give to the people during the Revolutionary War, during the winter at Valley Forge, when everybody was getting discouraged and everybody was, was faltering and wondering if what they were done is right. Thomas Paine said this, These are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier... And the sunshine patriot will in this crisis shrink from the service of his country. But he that stands by it now deserves the love and the thanks of, of every man and woman. So in other words, yeah, there's always going to be people that want to be a Christian when everything's good. There's always going to be people that want to, you know, be in the midst of everything when everything's good and everything's going good. And it's nice and it's pretty and it's sunshiny. But when trouble comes, then you start finding out who's really a Christian. Hello? Are you hearing me? Well, I'm telling you, the people that are listening to this broadcast, the people of the Living Waters Church, we're going to be those strong Christians. We're going to be those consistent Christians that keep going forth. We're going to be people that read our Bibles, know what the Word of God says, know what righteousness is, and be able to tell people, this is what the Word of God is. This is what the Word of God says. Thomas Paine also wrote, and he said, tyranny, like hell, is not easily conquered. Yet we have this con con consolation with us, that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. Man, right now, we are seeing everybody and who is operating in demonic forces and who isn't. Who's listening to the voice of the devil or who's listening to the voice of God? I told y'all six months ago, this was all about the devil and God. This is about demons working in the hearts of people and, and getting their plan out or people that'll stand up for God. Now, folks, I'm telling you, I want to stand up for God. I want to be on the sideline of the winning group because I already know we won. I already read the back of the book. I already know what the end of the Bible says. It's not a contest right now. Is good going to triumph over evil? Or is evil going to triumph over good? There's no contest. Good will always triumph over evil. I want to read a scripture to you. Daniel chapter 2, verse 44. This is Daniel when Nebuchadnezzar was the most powerful king on the face of the earth at that time. He had, he had conquered Jerusalem. He, all the exiles of Israel were there in, in Babylon. And he said this, Daniel did, to Nebuchadnezzar. He said, and in the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms. And it shall stand forever. And as much as you saw that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hand, and that it would broke into pieces the iron and the bronze and the clay and the silver and the gold, the great God has made known to the king what will come to pass after this. This dream is certain and its interpretation is sure. Daniel told Nebuchadnezzar, he said, look, man, all that dream you had and all these kingdoms rising up and everything going on, the great Roman Empire, the Greek Empire, all the great empires that rose up. He said they're going to be smashed by the kingdom of God. And I'm telling you, this demonic cult that's coming up in America right now, 
All of these things, listen, you don't have to be the sharpest tack in the box to look around and see the hypocrisy going on right now. I, 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 never, I never would have believed that, that at one point, rioters could go in to the state capitol when they were trying to put in uh, uh, Brett Kavanaugh and they could riot. Pink was in there and they could riot and do whatever they wanted to. But that was nothing, anything big. You know, nothing was bad about that. But see, then they came in there and they did it. But it was for the other side. So now it's a travesty. Everybody's got to be arrested. Isn't it amazing that the FBI and the DOJ hasn't done anything about rioters who have burnt cities down, burnt people's business down, beat old men and old women on the street because of the color of their skin? And nobody did anything. But now, oh, man, now it's just, you know, the great travesty has come and President Trump has led a coup to overthrow the United States. Well, I want to promise you this. If we wanted to have a coup to overthrow the United States, we'd get the job done and we wouldn't be putting up with something like that. You understand? But right now, I want you to understand there is a kingdom and the kingdom that's operating on the face of this earth in the United States in our government is not the kingdom of God. But there is a kingdom of God, and God's not going to put up with it much longer. God is not going to put up with this much longer. He is not going to allow all of this, this junk to come up and this, 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 I mean, folks, listen to me. If they'll do that to the president of the United States, just imagine what they're going to do to you and me. Think about that for a minute. Just imagine what they're going to do to you and me. But when I woke up from my nap, let's get back to my nap. It was a good time. When I got woke up from my nap and I heard these words, these are the times that try men's souls, and I began to pray and I began to seek the Lord and ask him, well, Lord, how do we, how do we know for sure that we're going to line up with righteousness? Because you see, I don't want to be incited to violence or incited to, to wrong thinking because right now there's so much stuff going on on the internet. There's so much stuff being pumped out if it's not shut down that's going out and saying, well, this is going to happen, or that's going to happen, or this is going to happen, or that's going to happen. Folks, we need to hear what the Spirit of God's saying right now. Hear me now. We need to quit listening to all this stuff, and we need to be praying and seeking God's voice for what He wants us to do and what is going to take place. I keep hearing over and over and over in my heart that great Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, where it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. We've got to be trusting in the Lord. You think God's forsaken you? You think God can't get through Nancy Pelosi's wall? Come on, church. You're telling me God's not big enough to, 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 to just be like it was in the book of Daniel where he just writes on the wall and says, man, you've been found and weighed in the balance and you've been found wanting? I mean, man, he's God. This is the same God that saved us, the same God that picked us up out of the mess and muck and mire of our own lives. And you're telling me he can't do something now? Listen to me. Not only can he, and he, but he's going to. Get ready. He's going to. But listen to me. We've got to get ourselves lined up or otherwise we're going to be over here looking at this video trying to figure out, oh, gosh, what's this going to happen? Are we going to do this? Or are we going to do that? And we're going to miss the move of God. So this is what I'm going to give you. you got six points tonight. Really simple. You can write these six things down. Put them up on your fridge. You can go look at them every day. You can get them out. And I guarantee you what if you'll just listen to them, you'll just do them. I guarantee you, you will find success. 
first thing of how what we're going to do. Listen, you've got to start asking yourself, I sound like a broken record. Does it line up with the word of God? If it's not the nature of Jesus, if it's not the nature of God, if it doesn't line up with the word, well, folks, it's not God. Second Timothy chapter three, verse 10. Paul's talking to Timothy. He says, but you have, you have carefully followed my doctrine, my manner of life, purpose, faith, long suffering, love, perseverance, persecution and afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch and Iconium and at Lystra, what persecutions I endured and out of them, all the Lord delivered me. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't, he did not, not have persecution. That's probably not the right way to say that. In other words, there was a conflict, there was tribulation, there was things, but God delivered him. Folks, that's the victory. God delivers us. That's his specialty. It says, and yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ will suffer persecution. I desire to live godly in Christ. Do you? I'm telling you, do you? Do you desire to live godly in Christ? Do you want to be known as a man or woman of righteousness? If you're at home saying, amen, yes, 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 pastor. Yeah, I want to be a man. Well, then this message is for you. If you're questioning, if you really want to be like the the, the other side, and you want to just go, uh, excuse me, I'm just going to say what I'm, what's coming to me. If you're going to go want to go sleep with all the women you want to, you want to go look at pornography all night long, you want to go do drugs, you want to go burn buildings down, you want to go be part of the looters and rioters, and you want to go do all those kind of things. Well, listen to me, the kingdom of God's not going to work in your life. I said it. I said it straight. We got to grow. We got to grow up, Christians. We got to wake up and quit asking God you know, oh, God, help me through this, this, this issue and help me. Uh, now, the truth is we've got to look down in our heart. Do we really want to be, live godly for Jesus or not? Do we really want to walk with him? Do we really want to do what's right? Or do we want to cheat and steal? Folks, I'm telling you what. You, I've said this before. I'll say it again tonight. You cannot build a government on a foundation that has to do with lying and cheating and stealing. It's, an un, it, it's building on sand. It's no foundation at all. I do not know what's going to happen with the presidency, but I'm telling you what. If the presidency of Biden and Harris was to be president of the United States, I want to tell you something. I can guarantee it will not stand because it's built on sand. It's built on lies and deceptions. Do you realize that the people that they have lied to, the people that they have cheated, not just us, the people that have that 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 all the under under the table deals have been done with. Listen, you know those chickens come back to roost, and you're going to have some issues and you're going to have some problems if you've built your life like that. But I desire what Paul said to Timothy: I want to live godly in Christ Jesus. But in doing that, you're going to receive persecution. I could tell you right now. I believe in 2021 that the, that the American Christian is going to, for the very first time in their life, really receive what persecution is. I'm just, I said it, I mean it. You're going to find out what persecution really is because of the demonic spirits that are operating in the United States right now, really in the world, but we're seeing it right here, are going to start manifesting through, through people. And you're going to start to see people that are given into that be angry at you just for being a Christian and trying to be nice. But oh well, I'd rather live godly in Christ with some persecution than be headed to hell. 
It says, but evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. The Apostle Paul said this in probably 60 to 63 uh, AD, man. This is a long time ago he said this. So why are we, why are we thinking it's odd now? Oh, gosh, I can't believe they're doing this. He said right there, they're going to grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things you've learned. He's saying to, the, to Timothy, you got to tell everybody, keep doing what we've been saying doing. And, and, and known, let's see, let me read again. But you, have, you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you've known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. For all scripture is given by the inspiration of God, it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Right here is your answer. The first thing that you got to understand and you're going to keep walking is that if you do not line yourself up with the word of God, you do not desire to be godly and know what the scripture says, then let me tell you something. You will not be complete. You will not stand. You will be washed away. You will be in fear. You will be in doubt and unbelief at all times. You are going to be, your life is going to get really miserable. But if you stay in the word, whoo, man, just read it. Just read those five chapters. Just read those five chapters every week. Get into the word. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you what he wants to show you. Pray and know that this is the inspired word of God that it's able to build you up, strengthen you, make you into the complete, into the person you are to be right here. He can do it if you'll do it, but you got to do it. Okay, the second thing we got to do is that we got to look at everything going on and say, is it faith-based or is it fear-based? Listen to me, do not operate out of fear. If you give in to fear, that devil just will eat your brain up. It will come into you. It will make every scenario of defeat. It will make every scenario come up into your mind that you are not going to make it, that everybody's against you. It may cause you to be paranoid. It will cause you to be you know, delusional in a sense. And you will start to listen to that voice of fear, and it will guide you through life. And you, how, how can you be led by a spirit of fear? We're supposed to be led by the spirit of the Holy God. The Holy Ghost, spirit of faith. So listen to me. Don't get fearful. I'm hearing stories of people that, are, that have watched videos and, and are believing something's going to happen in the world, and so they're staying at home, and they're, they're, they're hunkering down. And listen to me. Man, if the world's coming to an end, the best place to be would be on the streets telling people which way to go and to find Jesus. That'd be the best thing to do. Now, I do believe you need to be smart. We live out here in the country. I've said this to y'all before. Listen, we live out here in the country. You never know what's going to happen. There could be a flood. There could be a power shortage. You need to have food. You need to have water. You need to have things and be smart. We live in the country. Okay? But listen to me. Don't operate in fear. Fear is not of God. God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. That's what he gave us. 
So don't operate in fear. So if you're watching something that is making you fearful or apprehensive, you've got to go to the word and counter that. That's why I told you, quit listening to the news. There is nothing on the news that is going to bring you any joy or any peace. And you're not finding out the truth. Folks, I'm telling you, uh, I saw a, 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 a documentary on uh, what President Trump has done for America. I was blown away. Things that I had no idea that took place because the news media wouldn't put it out. There's all kinds of glorious things going on, but we're not getting the good truth. You're going to get the fearful thing. You're going to get the, oh, the coronavirus is mutating. It's going to be worse the second time than it was the first time. Well, I just want to say something, okay? Right here in our own midst, I know people that are over 80 years old that had the coronavirus, and they're alive. They're doing good. Now, I do know that people have gotten sick. I do know that people have died from the coronavirus. I'm not denying that, but I'm just telling you, you've got to look at the percentages, and there's an 88.9% recovery rate of people that get the corona. I've talked to other people who got the corona. Everybody's got different symptoms, different things like this going on, but everybody's living. We don't have body bags going and um, trucks going down the road with full of body bags and bodies burying them in a mass grave like they told us at the first because they want to operate by fear. Because if they operate by fear, let me tell you something. If they operate, get you operating in fear, well, then I'm gonna, you're going you're gonna to be like a puppet. You're going to be like putty in their hand to go move. But you've got to operate in faith. Got to operate in faith. So everything you have to look at, is it based in faith or in fear? Romans chapter 4, verse 5 says, but to whom... But to him who does not work but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. Whenever you're trying to operate and please God by works, there's always going to be a little voice to tell you, you didn't do it quite good enough. I know. I, I, even myself, I have to watch myself. Sometimes I'm just a driven perfectionist. I want everything to be perfect. If I built something or, 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 or you know, whatever it may be, put, you know, constructed something. I want it to be perfect, but you have to realize sometimes we live in an imperfect world and every board's not 100% straight. But listen to me. If you try to do it by works, you're going to always be in fear. But if you do it by faith, isn't it great to stand back and say, Lord, I trust you. The same God that saved me is the same God's going to get me through this day. The same God's going to heal my body. The same God's going to provide finances for me. The same God that's going to just make everything work out. That's a great place to be, having faith and trusting in God. Now, the third thing is, you have to stop and look at everything and say, does it bring glory to man or glory to God? Listen, what's going on right now in our state capital is not bringing glory to God. To treat people like they're treating people, doing what they're doing right now, acting like they're acting right now, allowing rioters to tear down uh, portions of cities and, 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 I mean, of city blocks and, and do what they want them to do and allow that kind of garbage to go on and then act like they did right now. Listen to me, that, that, that's only glorifying man. Isn't it amazing how many people are jumping out? How about just silencing the voice of, the, of conservatives? How about Twitter just coming up and just chopping everybody off that is it got a conservative voice? Hey, is, does that sound godly? No, that prophet's man that doesn't honor God, doesn't bring honor to God. Now, in one of the chapters you should have read this week, Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, in the Lord's Prayer, let's read it. 
It says, in this manner, therefore pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Listen, ask yourself, whose kingdom's being built? Who's got the power and who gets the glory? It's all about money right now. It's all about money and power. So that's what, that's what our Congress is doing. They're not operating in godliness. They're not operating in godliness at all. They're operating in power and money greed is what they're, what they're operating in. So just go and look at it, weigh it. Does it bring honor to man or honor to God? You'll know which way, what's right and what's wrong. The next one here, which I believe is number four, does it have temporal or eternal fruit? See, right now, people want to please themselves. They want to please their flesh. They want to gratify and satisfy their flesh. That's what it's all about. It's not about people. It's not about getting something for somebody. Listen to me. It is about pleasing their flesh. You know, Galatians chapter 5, go read it. It talks about the fruit of the Spirit or the fruit of the flesh. Just go read them and see which one, which one is the flesh and which one's the Spirit. But listen to me. John 17, 1 is the scripture I want to give you. John 17, 1. It says, Jesus spoke these words. He lifted up his eyes to heaven. He said, Father, the hour's come. Glorify your son that your son may also glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you sent. Eternal fruit is about something that's going to last forever. Eternal fruit is love between a husband and a wife. Love between parents and their children. That's eternal fruit. Love for people who've done you wrong. That's eternal fruit. You know, I think that was in Matthew 6 and 7 right there that we had to read this week about loving your enemy. You know, we don't like those scriptures. We want to cut them out. But, I mean, they're in there. And that's why, why did he give them to us? Because it brings eternal fruit. We're after eternal fruit, not temporal fruit. Listen to me. Walking in the things of God, knowing God, and having a deep relationship with him is the greatest thing you can ever do. Because that's going to be building you Ever. You can amass a great amount of wealth on this earth. You can, you can build all the biggest barns. You can do all this. But Jesus said, watch out because tonight your soul's required of you. Listen, there's another life. And people that have done wickedness, they're going to be really, really sorry when they get on the other side. It isn't going to be good for them. But we want to see is what are we doing? Is it building Temporal fruit or eternal fruit? Now, I can tell you that the things going on right now is not building eternal fruit. The things going on in, in, in Congress right now, it's not building eternal fruit. America is getting put up on, 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 on sand. They're building on sand. It's not going to bear eternal fruit. 
It's not even, I don't even think, going to bear any temporal fruit. But I want to tell you something. I am going to live for getting eternal fruit. Now, here's the next one. I have laughed so much about this. And, and I, you know, if I get in trouble, I get in trouble. But the fifth one is you have to look at something and say, does it have a plan for everyone, for all? Or is it just for this group or that group or this special person or this special needs? It seems to me like what's happening right now is these people that feel entitled and feel like they're elites just want to kind of trickle down what they want for this person and that person. Our, our, our Congress just passed a 5,500-page, 5, uh, supposed to have been a COVID relief bill that was going to go out, it was going to go into law, and it was going to help. And, and then you get to digging in this thing and looking at it, and my goodness, they want to give us $600. The American people give you $600 for all the, the, the heartache you've been through. Well, we've got people that have lost jobs. We've got people that have lost businesses. We've got waitresses and, and people that have, it's, have, have jobs that can't even function. And they won't give us $600, but they want to, I, I heard, I, I, this is not direct from me. I heard this today, but, but we want to give money to whoever cares a stand, wherever that is. And go get money out to people everywhere else all in the world and, and start some, you know, gay sensitivity training over there in Pakistan. I, I just don't, I mean, it blows my mind, folks, about how evil and how wicked things have gotten. But they forgot there's not a plan. It's not a plan for all of us. It's not a plan going across it. They're looking at everything. They're looking at color right now. And white's the color you're not supposed to be. And, and they're just trying to pour it out and put it out there. They say they're going to help everybody. But when you look at their hearts, there's not a plan for all. There's not a plan. I, I, I saw Joe Biden's new uh, uh, saying or whatever is, America united. They don't want to unite us. They want to get rid of us. And that's not, that's not a plan for all. If you can't find there's a plan for all. Hey, let me give you a plan for all. Let me give you, I got a plan. That's for everybody. Gospel of John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world. Everybody. Every color of person and every type of person. God loves you. Hear me. And God's so loving. He's so amazing. He sends his son down to this earth to die for us. To pay the price for our sins so all of us could turn from our wicked ways and turn to him. And when we did that, you know, then all that eternal life comes your way. But you see, the church now wants to preach a gospel, a namby-pamby, sissy gospel that is not right, that is just watered down. It's like milk toast. You know, I'll be honest with you. My grandmother, she came from East Texas. God bless her. She was a great grandmother. But she used to feed me milk toast. I never could understand milk toast. That was when you took a piece of, two pieces of bread, put them in the toaster, toasted them, tore them up, put them in a bowl, poured milk, and put sugar over it. It just wasn't right. As a child, I knew it wasn't right. 
Give me some cereal. I want some Captain Crunch. I want something that's going to, you know, some, some, something. Milk toast. It was the worst. I ate it. It wasn't good. Soggy piece of bread that tasted sweet. I don't like it. You may be out there saying, oh, well, I love milk toast. There's something wrong with you. You need to get prayed for. You need to go to Freedom Prayer and get prayed over the milk toast deal. But I'm telling you, milk toast ain't no good. So anyway, it don't work for everybody. Quit trying to feed me milk toast. I want a plan that works for everybody. God has it right out here. He says, I want, I want to save the world. I so love the world. Everybody. Every crazy person, every freaky person, every color of every person, I love them all. And I'm going to send you Jesus. There's only one thing you have to do. See, and this is where Christianity gets a bad name. Because, oh, you Christians, y'all aren't accepting. No, no, no. We're accepting to everyone. Everyone. But we're telling you the way to eternal life, the way to victory. You have to repent of your sins and turn to Jesus. And the moment you do that, eternal life all comes to you. See, that's what people don't understand. The gospel is available for everybody, but you have to repent. And people don't want to repent. Churches are preaching doctrine so people can keep walking in sin and feel like they're okay with God. They're pre preaching cheap grace messages. Folks, we need to have some get out on your face time with Jesus. And if the Holy Ghost is convicting you of something in your life that doesn't bring honor and glory to God, you're willing to repent about it and get over it. Get it out. You say, well, people just need to accept me. Uh, I mean, I, I know I'm kind of brash. I'm kind of harsh. I, I, I like to say things like I like to say it. And people just need to get over that. No, you need to pray and ask God, are you operating like a Christian should be? Well, people need to forgive me. I wouldn't be mad if they wouldn't have made me mad. Yeah. Yeah. Go on with your big self there. But that ain't going to do you no good because the Bible says it's all available for you, but you have to repent and turn to Jesus. And the moment you say, Jesus, I, I, I'm an idiot. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't get rid of my sin. I can't quit doing what I'm doing. Forgive me, Lord. I, I know you're the son of God. Come into my life. The moment you do that, whoosh, man, eternal life starts rushing your way, setting you free, changing your life. Man, it makes, man, the gospel's available to everybody. And we've got the answer. I told you this, I don't know what message it was, last message or the one before, that we've got to be the people that are standing in the middle of the road waving our hands saying, no, the bridge is out, the bridge is out, don't go that way, go this way. That's love. That's love. But people want to have the gospel condone their wickedness. I pray that every person that cheated in this election or had anything to do with the cheating of this election, that there would be the conviction of the power of the Holy Ghost come upon them and they would feel so guilty about what that they, they did that they would become out and begin to confess it so that they could be freed from it. I want to tell you something. You're operating in the, in the doctrine of demons. You need to get right with God because you're just going to get more deceived and go down a worse path. And all those people who promised you something, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. Now, the sixth thing is really important. The last one, this is my last point for tonight, but this is really important. This demonic spirit that's been loosed over our nation, one of the things it is trying to do is, is bring division, and it's done a real good job. And there's two kinds of division. There's a kind of division 
that you, you look at something and you know it's evil and wicked, you go and you try to reconcile, and when it won't reconcile, then you draw away. Okay? But then there's another kind of division that tries to get good people who are really trying to serve the Lord to be divided on, on points that really don't make any difference. You know, how much water you're going to use, uh, when's Jesus coming back, this, that, and the other, things that, that, are, that are not big issues. What we need to get to, you know, like, oh, they look into it. Oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. Well, I don't like their music. Oh, I don't like the way that, that makes me uncomfortable when they lift hands. Uh, I, I, don't, I'm, I don't like that speaking in tongues stuff. Oh, you know, I don't want to have anything to do with that. It causes division. It's a demonic spirit that causes division. You separate yourself as Christians. Well, Matthew 18, 19 says, Jesus said this. Again, if I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm there in the midst of them. Right now, the body of Christ, we need each other. I want to encourage you to find people around you that you can associate with, that you can fellowship with, that you can build your faith and be in agreement with, because it's a powerful, powerful, powerful thing. People that, you know... That, that aren't like you, don't get in disagreement with them. Look, if you like to go, you know, light candles and get on your knees and pray, and that's the way you like to do it, that's great. But don't get mad at me because I like to walk up and down the sidewalk flinging my hands and praying and shouting and, and, and you know, praying like that loud and spit flying. I mean, let's just be who God called us to be. But let's get in agreement because agreement is a powerful thing. If you're going through sickness or you're going through trials, you need people to be in agreement with you. We're coming into a, a, a time where it used to be that all the church looked at the pastor to be the one that was in agreement with everybody. But listen to me, I, I, there's too many people out there. Right now, there's people that we have people in Arkansas listening to us. I, I, can't, I can't be there at, at their door. But you need people to be in agreement with you. You need those around you wherever you are right now. We have people in Guatemala listening to this message. We've got people all over the place that are around the, the, the country listening to this message. And, and you need to be in agreement. You need to find agreement with just another couple. If it's just another couple of friends, whatever, that you can get to this place. You can say, look, this is what we're doing. We're going we're gonna to be reading five chapters a week. Y'all want to read them with us? We're going we're gonna to be standing and, 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 and examining and talking over things. Is, it, is that a faith or is that a fear? Uh, am I walking in doubt and unbelief? Or, or, or you know, does this plan include all? Is this, is, this, is this God's plan that's going forth? Is, is this really what salvation is? You can talk and have people to communicate with. Because the Bible says in the multitude of counselors, there's wisdom. But don't let yourself become a lone wolf out there all by yourself, saying it's just, well, it's just me. And you're just going to stand, uh, no, 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 you're, you're getting yourself into a trap. That's a demonic pitfall that's going to take you out of the body of Christ, and you're going to lose, actually going to lose strength. You're not going to gain strength. Amen? 
So it always amazes me how I come in here. We don't have anybody in church. There's nobody but me and one other person. And we did no praise and worship. And I can still preach a full message. I mean, you know, my wife said, Who, what in the world? You preached almost an hour on Sunday. I, I know. I, I, I guess I love to preach. I love to tell people what the Bible says. But I'm going to quit with that tonight because I want to pray for you before we go. And I want to just set my faith with you. And I know that it seems strange to be just looking at a TV screen or a computer screen or your phone or whatever you're looking at tonight and, and, and not to be here. But faith is faith and faith is by the spirit. And so right now by the spirit, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray over your bodies or your healings and your minds. And I'm going to pray over your finances. And so wherever you are tonight, just grab hold of this prayer and just let the spirit of God touch you. So, Father, right now, I pray for everyone out there listening, everyone watching this program. I just speak over their lives right now. I speak healing over their bodies. Lord, those fighting sickness, those fighting COVID, those fighting, Lord God, cancer, those fighting diabetes, those fighting heart diseases, those fighting tumors on their pancreas, those fighting wherever, Lord God, sickness has tried to attach itself to their body. I speak to it, Lord, right now in Jesus' name. I just declare that in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, be healed. Let the healing power of God go from the top of your head to the soles of your feet and heal you right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I believe you for supernatural signs and wonders. I believe you, Lord God, that you are the God that can move no matter what is out there, what the obstacles are. I pray, Lord God, for, for families tonight. I pray where there's tensions and, and where there's fears and where there's you know, problems with kids and going to school and all the things that has taken place and gotten so disrupted in this life. I pray, Lord, right now, peace into homes right now, peace into families right now, peace into the lives and the hearts of, of, of families, Lord God, that, that, Lord, you would reconcile the children with the parents and the parents with the children and the husbands and the spouses together, Lord God, that you would just begin to bring unity and bring love in the family. And Father, I pray over their finances. I pray, Lord God, that all their businesses prosper. I pray, Lord God, as they're tithers and givers and we're reaching around this world, Lord, that as they're a part of that, that it begins to manifest in their lives and they begin to reap a harvest everywhere they turn to the left and to the right. Lord, I just declare, Lord, right now that you make a way where there seems to be no way, but that their finances are blessed in Jesus' name. People that don't know what to do, give them wisdom, Lord God. Speak to them about their finances. And so, Lord, I just thank you for it. I praise you for it. Bless the church. I thank you for bringing us back here together again on Sunday where we can have a full-blown service, Lord, where your spirit can just be moving amongst all of us. Lord, I thank you for it. I love you. Bless the people, Lord, as we turn to walk in righteousness. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. God bless you, church.